I talked some KP with Josh Neighbors of Locked On Big 12 and John Williams of Locked On Sooners. What the Cowboys need to clean up on Saturday against Tulsa after their week one matchup against Missouri State. The Big 12 expansion finally happened and all signs point to Spencer Sanders starting for the Cowboys against Tulsa this weekend. All on today's episode of Locked On Pokes. You are Locked On Pokes. Your daily podcast on the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. What is up, Cowboy fans? Welcome to the Locked On Pokes podcast, your daily Oklahoma State podcast here on the Locked On College Network. I am your host, Linda Godfrey, host of Fantasy Besties, an avid Oklahoma State fan, you can follow me on Twitter at Lindellians or find the show on Twitter at locked underscore on underscore pokes. Make sure you look at the pinned tweet and let me know your favorite thing about being an Oklahoma State fan or the Locked on Pokes Facebook page. Make sure you follow or subscribe on your favorite podcast app to get the latest shows every weekday here with Locked on Pokes. The NFL season finally kicked off, and it's not too late to listen to the Ultimate Season Preview 2021 for previews of every game and every division from our local experts and Odyssey's NFL experts. Search Ultimate Season Preview 2021 today on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. I am going to place a clip in here of the conversation I had with Josh Neighbors and John Williams earlier this week in regards to what the Cowboys need to clean up when they go against Tulsa this weekend. Here is that conversation. But he's needy. All right, so let's clean up. Let's do a little mop of duty here on, on week one, um, for, folks. So, John, I know you're, you know, you're obviously Oklahoma, um, so we'll just go there for you first. Mop-up duty, final thoughts as we head out of this week and we head towards Western Carolina for the Sooners. The Oklahoma Sooners have to find an edge. They've got to find a mentality that carries them for a full 60 minutes. You know, I talked about it with uh, 1400 Sports Talk in Norman on Monday that this is a team that is talented, but they're not good enough to win on talent alone. It's that old Herb Brooks coach from the Miracle, Miracle on Ice team, you know, you've got to find a way to not just rely on your talent, but you got to find an edge you got to find the mentality that's going to say, we're going to dominate you for a full 60 minutes. That Nick Saban getting pissed at the end of a game when your backups are letting, you know, a, a touchdown in when you're up 40 points, you know, like that kind of mentality where it's not good enough. And they showed that in the second quarter against Tulane, but they came out at halftime or after halftime and Lincoln Riley admitted it, the mentality just wasn't right. And they've got to find that mentality because far too often in the Lincoln Riley era, have they allowed two touchdown leads to slip away in the third and fourth quarter? Yeah, I, I'm with you. He took ownership, which I liked in that press conference afterwards. thought Tom Lugamil made a good point on Sunday morning. I was working with him. He said, I think the team read too many press clippings about themselves. Look, they got punched in the mouth. I love the adjustments that they made, but the second half was flat. I mean, they, they felt like they had – Tulane, you know, pinned and, and Tulane kept fighting back because, and that, that team give them so much credit because good Lord, after the week those kids had, and for them, you can just tell they were so happy to be out there playing football. Michael Pratt, like, look, I'm not sure what the ceiling for him is, but if that kid wants to be a pro, 
Like he's going to be able to make himself a pro. I mean, my, my bar is this. If Sam Ellinger is going to be a pro and have, he had a chance to almost start this year because of one thing, I mean, there's a lot of people who have a chance to be a pro quarterback. No disrespect to him, but he was the same player for four years and not, not really ever NFL quarterback. Michael Pratt, like you watch him play, that kid's got the game, like the gameness to be an NFL backup. So love the way they play, but I'm with you, John, all those things. Linda, going to you. Look, things got dicey there, really dicey. I know the quarterback spot doesn't fix all of it, but what's the latest on Spencer Sanders? Um, you know, I don't know the vaccination status, but obviously he was in COVID protocols. And it sucks because we'd heard so much this offseason about the leaps and the bounds that he was making, especially from his head coach. Um, and so for that to happen, um, you know, it's it's pretty bad. Uh, what, what are you hearing? What's the latest? I think he'll probably play against Tulsa. I saw a tweet some, and you know, this is, there's like no credit to this, but somebody did tweet that they saw him out and about in Stillwater. So either he's breaking protocol or he's cleared protocol. So hopefully it's the clearing bit of that and he's back in the game, but I don't think it's going to matter at all if that offensive line can't figure out a run blocking uh, scheme because Shane Illingworth had all day long to throw a pass, but if they needed to move the defensive line for a hole for those running backs, they just couldn't get it done. So unfortunately, Tulsa's run defense is pretty stout, and we're not going to get to have a a bounce-back game where you get to go in and run all over a defense and go, oh, yeah, we know what we're doing. They got to come in, and it's going to be just as hard, if not harder, than it was against Missouri State. And I wouldn't be surprised if Casey Dunn and Mike Gundy put a lot of run plays into the offensive game plan heading into Tulsa because he, he was not happy with it. You could tell he was going to make him run the ball until they figured it out. They never figured it out. We rushed for 54 yards. So hopefully that's that's the one thing I'm very hopeful that we can get kind of back on track against Tulsa. Yeah, they're gonna figure some things out, especially before. Well, Tulsa's, you know, they they had a weird game last week where they got beat. I forgot they got beat by. Was it uh, UC Davis beat them? I forgot yeah, they beat them. They shouldn't have, but also they were missing a bunch of guys from that 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 fist fight that happened last year after the bowl game, and which was really weird. But um, that's a team to figure things out against because after that, Oklahoma State's got a trip to Boise, right? That's mm-hmm. a huge game, and I, Boise. I think Oklahoma State should be able to beat them. I think they should be able to beat after what I saw this week. But they've got, uh, you know, Oklahoma State's got got some some distance to cover. They got some ground to cover. They got some some stuff to improve on before they get there. And really, that's like the big story. I think as we kind of you know transition to week two is to me the big stories across the Big Twelve are Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, and Iowa State all leaving a lot to be desired in their opening performances. I think the rest, you know, kind of across the conference and who else are you saying that about, right? Texas took care of business in a big way. I mean, a really impressive way. Uh, TCU, obviously Baylor, you know, the game was a bit closer in the stretch. They take care of business. Kansas, we're just glad they got a win, right? Kansas state. You could argue Kansas state was the most impressive team last week. They thumped Stanford. That game was not close. They thumped Stanford in that game. And you kind of, you know, uh, and West Virginia, obviously, they, they lose, but they lost to it. And that Maryland team was ready to play. It was a road game. So I, I think the questions are being asked of those top-tier teams in the Big 12. Um, anything else uh, before we move on, John? You, anything else you want to – odds and ends from week one that you want to clean up before we keep going? I just want to say I think Texas Tech is going to be a team that we're going to have to watch this year. You know, they 
allowed like 2.2 yards per carry to Houston. You know, their defense was really, really good. It was not what you're, what you think about when you think of Texas tech teams and they ended up putting up 38 points after falling down 14, nothing. So, I mean, that's a Texas tech team that I think is going to maybe surprise a lot of us this year. Linda. Yeah, I agree. Texas tech played well. And like you said, K state's just, they were fun to watch on Saturday. So hopefully they can keep being that uh, entertain, bringing that entertainment value because I think that's what the big 12 needs the most is some, uh, some TV watchers this this season. Who doesn't love Deuce Vaughn? I love uh, Deuce Vaughn. Oh my God. To watch, Obsessed. Man. Tyler Thompson was solid. It was good to see him back. And yeah. uh, I lo- the fact that they actually spread the ball around to some of the receivers, that was huge because they, they missed that last year badly at the quarterback position. And no offense to the couple guys they had playing, but those guys weren't ready to play. And Skylar Thompson has got 12 years of experience in college. And, he, <laughs> and you know, it, it, it showed. I mean, he looked really, really solid. Uh, as my, do- my dog is just absolutely attacking me right now. Coming up, we finally have official answers as to the Big 12 expansion. But before that, I have to tell you about one of the sponsors of today's podcast, our buddies over at Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar out there, and you can get 15% off your order at Built.com with promo code LOCKED15. It tastes like a candy bar, but it's a healthy option for a sweet treat. 17 to 18 grams of protein and only 4 to 5 grams of sugar. Built Bar has 9 flavors ranging from coconut to salted caramel to German chocolate. I have ordered my salted caramels. I will let you all know how much I adore them because I'm sure I will. If you're adventurous and looking to try every flavor, you can check out Built Bar's Mix Box where you get 2 of each of the 9 flavors over on Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Again, head over to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order. That's LOCKED15 for 15% off your order. The Big 12 officially expanded we did it you guys it happened so much faster than i thought it would i thought we were gonna spend months going back and forth maybe we'll do this and maybe we'll do that and we don't have to do that and i can't tell you how thrilled i am to finally have an answer to this thing that just kind of punched us in the face a couple months ago big 12 invited and and the invitees have accepted BYU, UCF, Cincinnati, and Houston, all four of these schools were excellent additions to the Big 12. I'm very excited about what what each school brings separately. I'm looking forward to hopefully finding a new rival now that the Sooners have left. I'm just so glad that Bob Bowlesby, credit to him because I won't lie, there were days where I wasn't sure what his intentions were is he looking out for his job is he looking out for the big 12 does he care at all and he went out and did what he had to do in order to keep the big 12 afloat every minute that passes the happier i am with the resolution with the outcome we could have disbanded the big 12 we could have ended up somewhere else it could have been just a, a gaping hole that was no recovery from, but he managed to bring in who I believe are the four best schools to help the Big 12. 
BYU brings an insane fan base. They are nationally and even internationally watched. So that's a fantastic addition to the Big 12 when we're losing people like OU and Texas who do a lot of our TV revenue. We're immediately bringing in a big fan base school and that's fantastic news for the monetary part of conferences. UCF is becoming kind of a national attention-grabbing program. They have, in the last three or four years, taken those steps necessary to really put themselves in the position that they're in now. So I'm glad to add them. They're hungry. They want to be here. Cincinnati gives West Virginia and that kind of northern area more of a... mm, I can't think of the word because I was never very good at geography, but they just cover more space. I'm sure there's a word for it. Please let me know what it is because it is going to drive me crazy. But they cover more space now in the northern region. I have talked about this as well, but adding a team like Houston, who is in the fifth biggest metropolitan city in the nation, is a great ad for the Big 12. Again, bringing some revenue, bringing some attention, and you just really can't ever fall to conference for bringing in a Texas school. I think we can all agree that Texas breeds uh, football players. So I I really like that ad for the Big 12. I'm very excited about the direction that it's headed. I will mourn the loss of Texas and, and OU. And I know that's kind of ridiculous. You know, go make your money and thrive and do whatever you want to do. Obviously, there are going to be things that I miss. And I... I'm not ashamed to admit that. I'll miss the rivalry that we've built with the Sooners, but I think there's potential for more rivalries to be born. I'm I'm just really excited about the direction that the Big 12 seems to be going. I think they made the right moves in speedy, quick time. We didn't sit around and hope something would happen. We went out and got it done, and that's what needed to happen after the announcement that OU and Texas were leaving. Now, of course, there's all this contract talk about it won't be till 2024, 2023. I think we see all of this move into motion pretty quick. When you're talking about college money, NFL money, salary cap money, stuff like that, it it gets very, money kind of loses its um, realness, its reality. It becomes more of a figure of speech. So I do think this will be moved into place rather quickly. I don't think OU and Texas play in the Big 12 next year. I, you know, it's it would be a big buyout, but again, money kind of loses reality when you're talking about it in this kind of environment. So very excited for the Big 12. Very glad I don't have to sit on pins and needles for the next several months, and I can just turn all my attention to what's happening now, not what might happen. We got that taken care of. I appreciate that. They didn't do it for me, but I'm going to take it as a treat for me. Like I said, it means we get to focus more on the sports that are happening right now. In a minute, we talk about the return of starting quarterback Spencer Sanders and what it means for the Tulsa matchup on Saturday. Do you know that 85% of people who play daily fantasy sports lose? Is it really that surprising? The game is rigged against you. You're playing against thousands of other lineups, not to mention experts who have more tools and more time. You don't stand a chance. Stat Hero is the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts the player in control and winning in reach. But how does it work? Stat Hero shows you their lineups and challenges you to beat them. 
It's you versus the house in a head-to-head fantasy matchup. No one else does what Stat Hero does by showing you their lineup ahead of time. You name the stakes, you have the advantage, and winner takes all. I'm a fantasy football degenerate. I play every style there is, DFS included, and Stat Hero is so user-friendly and easy to maneuver. You can play too by going to stathero.com slash locked on. You are in total control. Stat Hero is DFS the way it was meant to be played, one-on-one. Play Stat Hero now and change the odds. Go to stathero.com slash locked on. Sign up for free, and right now you can get three times back on your first play. They're giving you a 300% match. That's unheard of. Go to stathero.com slash locked on. Again, that's stathero.com slash locked on. All signs are pointing to Spencer Sanders starting for the Cowboys on Saturday against Tulsa. Now, there hasn't been an official report, to my knowledge, and I do a lot of digging with college kids and specifically with the schools that that, that they choose. They don't have to release this information. It's not required like it is in the NFL. In the NFL, you get a hangnail that you, everybody knows. But it's harder to get the health information on the kids that are in college. And by all means, I think that's totally fair. But it does sound that's like Spencer Sanders has cleared protocol. So that means we're getting our starting quarterback back in the lineup. Mike Gundy has raved about him all offseason, about the steps that he's taken. I am going to be looking to see that he has made those steps, especially with Tulsa's defense really being a good run-stopping defense. If Spencer Sanders can't get it going with his feet, I would love to see him air out the ball. I want to see that he has improved on his decision-making when it comes to passing the football. I think his feet are great, and it's fantastic that he can tuck and run, but I'd love to see him hang in the pocket and just let one air out. So that's really what I'm going to be looking for. Did he actually take the steps forward that Mike Gundy is so sure that he did? I think if Spencer Sanders has taken that step forward, Oklahoma State becomes a even better team, obviously, but it really improves our, the look from a national standpoint. I'm, I'm anxious to see how he works with the new wide receivers because we saw these wide receivers go off week one. Young wide receivers, Tay Martin, you know, all the pieces of the offense that catch passes play really well. So it'll be interesting to see, do they come in and have that chemistry with Spencer Sanders? I'd love to see Tay Martin go for 100 yards again. I'd love to see some of those young guys get a touchdown or two. Like I said, I really, as much as before the Spencer Sanders news, my biggest concern was, can we get a rushing game going? Now that Spencer's back in, I think it'll open up that rushing game a little bit. And what I'm more looking for now outside of the pass blocking or the the run blocking and rushing attack is can Spencer air it out? Can he get it done through the air without his legs? I am I'm excited to see it. I think he has it in I know he has it in him. We just haven't seen his full potential yet. And I'm hoping he has met that potential this this season and he can bring all of it like Mike Gundy says he has been in fall camp in spring camp so that'll be what I'm keeping an eye on I will be at the game I will likely tweet from the locked underscore 
on underscore pokes account. So keep an eye on there if you want uh, some pregame shenanigans. Make sure to check back in next week after the hopeful win against the Tulsa Golden Hurricanes. Remember, you can find me on Twitter at Lindellians or follow the show page at locked underscore on underscore pokes on Twitter or the Locked on Pokes Facebook page. Betting on the NFL doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favored picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts. I'll talk to you all on Monday. Go Pokes!